With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour number two on an absolutely loaded Monday, October 17th edition of the Dan Patrick Show. I mean, I I don't think I've ever been in here where there's this much stuff to talk about. Which just reminds me, by the way, I know we probably talked about this before. By the way, just so everybody knows, two things I need to get established here. First of all, I think most people know Ross Tucker, former offensive lineman, in the NFL, Dan has me on a lot, which I love. I have filled in a bunch. October is the best month on the calendar. There is no doubt. It was so beautiful at West Point on Saturday. The weather is ideal. You've got baseball playoffs. you got the college football season starts to heat up. The NFL has some great games. Hockey started. The NBA is starting. Is there even an argument for another month on the calendar? October, by the way, is the ideal temperature. Some people say September, or some people like summer. It, it's October. It is October. And by the way, what is the deal? The older I get, the more I like going for walks outside. Yeah. Like, I'm like turning into my dad. My, when I was growing up, my dad would be like, do you want to go for a walk? You know what I answered? No, every time. I literally, to this day, I never went for a walk with my dad. Dad, if you're listening or watching, I am sorry. My favorite thing to do now is to go for a walk outside with my daughters. Am I, like, what is it about us? And they hate it. They don't want to do it. They have no interest in a walk. There is, like, nothing I'd rather do on a nice day than just go for, like, a nice walk outside. I think that's a sign you're getting old, Seton. The only other response to when you were younger, was do you want to go for a walk, was either no or why. <laughs> why? <laughs> like, why would I want where? to go do that? Where? Yeah. <laughs> what to walk where? Do you have a dog? Uh, no. Oh, well, there you go. That's your next step in this evolution. I'd be is like, no, get a I'll dog just ride my bike. Like, why would I go for a walk if I can ride my bike somewhere? You wait till you're going to get a dog, you're going to start walking it. There are times when things change in your life. Like, in your 20s, you look forward to a good night. In your 40s, you look for a good night's sleep. You know, like a good night out or a good night's sleep. There would be a day when you go, man, I would just like to get a good night's sleep, and it's Saturday at 9.15 p.m. By the way, how have I also never discovered whatever this stuff is right here before? All the times I've been here, it's like peanut butter-based trail mix. <laughs> this stuff, you now I've never done crack cocaine, but you <laughs> couldn't convince me that it's more addicting or delicious than this stuff. You may want to rethink that one. This is unbelievable. <laughs> It's like peanut butter trail mix. I am so happy right now. This is amazing. Fritz, are you going to say something? 
not only going for a walk, then the next, uh, I think, evolution of being old is when you find that comfortable spot on the couch and you realize the remote isn't as close to you as you thought, so then you decide to continue watching something on TV <laughs> that you really don't want to watch, but you just don't want to have to get up and change the channel because the remote's not near you. Okay, here's, here's my question to start. Go ahead, Seton. Is that being old or is that being lazy? <laughs> That's lazy. Because I'll sure as hell be like, oh, I'm more like, oh, damn it, I left it all the way across the room, but I'm not watching this crap. You know what? That That is a consideration. That is a thought <laughs> at times. Here's my thing. Okay, so tonight's game, all right, by the way, Albert Breer is going to join us in 15 minutes, does an unbelievable job for MMQB.com, and he said something interesting over the weekend about things going sideways between Mac Jones and the Patriots, which caught my attention. Plus, he'll be all over who the Panthers are going to trade. Panthers are straight kicking guys off the field during games like Robbie Anderson. Tonight's game, though, it is the Broncos and the Chargers. When I say that, Marvin, what's your immediate first reaction? What do we do to deserve this? The Broncos again? In Literally, everybody thinks the same thing about tonight's game. Oh, my gosh, the Broncos again. The Broncos are setting an NFL record with their eighth consecutive primetime game in their sixth game of the season. That's never happened before. I'm joking, of course, but it's insane. Here's what's so weird, though. Go back to Thursday night, Bears-Commanders. NFL is the only sport where we feel like we have to watch. Any other sport, you just don't watch. But the NFL, it's like, no, it's an NFL game and it's on. I have to watch it. Like, we all just complain about it. No, nope, you don't do that with a college football game or a baseball game or NBA. You just don't watch it. What is it about the NFL? Like, what did they do to us that we are compelled or think that – now, we're a little bit different because we're in the media and, like, we got to talk about it the next day – but what is the deal that my buddies are texting me like, this game stinks. I'm like, dude, you have three kids. Like, why don't you just go do something with them? Like, why? what did the NFL do to us to make us think that if there's only one NFL game on, we have to watch it, Paulie? Well, first of all, you're right, you're right, though. People will complain on social media like, Thursday Night Football stinks. I hate it as they're watching it. It'd be like going to a restaurant going, I'm never going to this restaurant again and tweeting out how bad it is as you finish your third meal of the month there. But I think the NFL schedules their sport so well. It's so convenient. You know exactly what time the games kick off on Sunday. You know you got Monday. You know you got Thursday. You, you kind of plan your week around it, and it becomes this routine that you don't even know you're in. Like tonight, I like watching the Chargers. They're a pretty entertaining team. The Broncos have been boring as all get out this year, but what are your options? What are you going to watch your options is to not watch TV. Or your options is to watch Guardian. When's Guardians Yankees? I know it's today. 7 o'clock now. I'm watching more of that probably. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Game five? Like, but that's not what will happen. Most people will watch the football game. Seton? But there are also, like, check-in games, right? Tonight is a check-in game. I'm going to check in, see how the game is going, and then I'm going to move on. And then I'm going to check back in, see how the game's going. Oh, okay, Chargers are winning, and move on. And then check back in, see who won. Based on social media... Most people are not like you. That I, I mean, maybe it's my like little uh, social media vacuum or tunnel. Might be a little NFL heavy. Yeah. Well, listen, I got a daily, you know, podcast talking football, Ross Tucker football podcast. You know, it'd be amazing if I did this one time. Like tomorrow, okay, Tuesdays on the Ross Tucker podcast, I do my power rankings, but I also talk about the game the night before. What would it be like if people tuned in? And I was like, "Welcome to today's Ross Tucker football podcast." Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't catch a game last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, if your I, livelihood I, depends on yeah, it, you need to watch, watch every it. minute of it. Tonight. I didn't watch. I didn't watch any of it. Yes, Paulie. That's so easy to cover. Let's say the Chargers won twenty-four to nine tonight. You know what? There's that Broncos. I, let's say we didn't watch the game. We could discuss that game without watching. You know that Broncos offense. We said it all season. If they can't protect Russell Wilson and their playmakers don't step up, they're never going to do anything. And Chargers. Hey, Justin Herbert. Well, there are times if you can't watch the whole thing. NFL.com will have like a five-minute highlight where it just basically shows you the, 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 the plays of consequence. Seton? Somehow, okay, everyone in sports media tonight is going to watch every minute of the football game and every minute of the baseball games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy to like, yeah, yeah. But like, think about the- this. This is a great test 
of NFL versus Major League Baseball. This is the Yankees. It's game five. It's the clinching game. Every pitch matters. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's Chargers-Broncos where you notice how quiet Fritzy is during this segment? If I wasn't a Bronco fan, I agree with every single thing you guys are saying. There's Why would you – how do you sell it? AFC West battle, 3-2 and two and 2-3. Two and three. You know, someone's going to be 2-4 and four maybe. Someone's going to still be like a game behind the Chiefs. So it's like it's a dud, and I'm going to be watching every single play of it. because how, what, what are your emotions right now? Like going into tonight, what is your thought process? I want to get in the head – of Todd Fritz. I think the season is on the brink. As, as, as dramatic as that sounds, only a third into the season. If they fall to two and four, lose another division game after losing to the Raiders badly, I don't know where they go from here. If they, if Nathaniel Hackett makes stupid decisions, if there's bad play calling, if Jerry Judy's dropping balls, if Melvin Gordon's fumbling, Garrett Bowles is hurt, so he can't uh, be called for holding anymore the rest of the season. But if they don't do something offensively, and if and when they get in the red zone, if they don't get seven instead of three, they're the laughing stock, and they're getting booed off the field at home. Like so, they so two thoughts. Number Thank one you for is, cutting them off. We would, have been here. we would have been here until tomorrow afternoon. What are the odds on Nathaniel Hackett getting fired? It has to be like, I mean, like minus 500. I mean, the guy, the odds that he actually ends up Coaching them next year seems so small. And they got some consul- owner. And they got some consultant person that at least he was smart enough to realize he needed some help. And it's still but new not ownership. Helping. And they just gave Russell Wilson that much money. Like if he doesn't make it work the rest of this year, they got to get somebody new. Right now, Fritzy, if you could, would you take back the Russell Wilson trade? And, and, but as opposed to who, though, the quarterback situation has been something else. So much Any, money. Anything else? I initially thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers. I still got excited about Russell, and it's still you know it's only the sixth game of the year, so I'm going to still let it ride. Let's ride with Russell, and hopefully they'll get it figured You're out. You're going to let it ride with yeah. the let's ride. Let's ride, let's Marvin. See how it goes. The worst part about this is, in two weeks they have another standalone game. They have the game in London. The Broncos against yes. the Jaguars. Against yeah. the Jaguars. Yeah, but everybody skips that game. I oh. love the nine thirty Sunday morning. Well, of course, you do. <laughs> no, but I just like that. I like that there's a game on. That's the game that I don't feel like I got to watch every second of. But I can watch. Like I'm usually like doing a pregame show for the Eagles while that game's on. So it's nice. It's like it's like uh, it's like what your your it's like your mom or your grandma with the with the WGN the radio on for the Cubs. The the London game is like my background video. While I'm doing Eagles pregame radio. Or, or you're like, you will go out and get a couple sausage, egg, and cheese. You miss the kickoff of the London game. You're going to be fine. You tune in like eight, eight minutes to go in the first half. That's what I've said this before. And, Paulie, I know you're a big college football guy like me. I cannot believe that one of these conferences hasn't figured out yet to play one Saturday morning 9 a.m. kick or maybe even 10 a.m. kick every week. I try to get the Ivy League to do it. What they're all East Coast teams in the Ivy League. Are you they're saying Saturday Coast, morning? Saturday morning, nine a.m. There's a live college football game on that you can bet on and you can watch. And it's the same as the London game. And you go, oh, that's too early. No, listen, the Pac-12 schools have done it. They've played those crazy early big noon games. The Ivy League or whoever, like the CAA. Or any of these, Sunbelt, Mac, why they're not playing a Saturday 9 a.m. game is beyond me. I'll explain this as briefly as I can. Uh, Mac football decided to do that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday yeah. game that starts next week. Yeah. That's fantastic. But they don't conflict with the baseball playoffs too much because ESPN and Fox are partners with baseball. I got so, it. So here's why a college conference would never be allowed to do a 9 a.m. kickoff. I wouldn't say not be allowed, but it'd be very tough. ESPN and Fox, in that order, control college football. And they have college game day. ESPN would never let a conference put a, a game against college game day. The people who run ESPN college football, they would stomp any conference and network decided to do that. They would pressure them to not do it, which is I, my, my guess is why it didn't happen, that there's an early game. And same with Fox. Well, there's conferences that aren't tied in with ESPN. Not many. I mean, the only one is, like you said, the Ivy League did that Big game. Big Ten of, isn't now. Yeah, but CBS has different deals with ESPN that they share things. 
And my guess is CBS wouldn't want to offend. Okay, well, big noon kickoff, like the the whole Fox pregame show, they kind of said we're gonna we're gonna try to attack ESPN. We're not going to let game day rule the roost. I think a small conference could take a shot with Amazon or somewhere like that. But uh, the Ivy League did it a few years ago with NBC Sports Network. They did that Friday, Friday night game. They still do Friday nights. ESPNU. And there's almost an unwritten. This Friday, by the way, Princeton at Harvard, seven o'clock. I'll be all over that game. Historically, college football wouldn't play on Friday nights until the past few years because they didn't want to mess with high school football in America. That was almost an unwritten agreement between college football and the networks and high school football. It's changed a bit. There's usually like a, a decent college football game on Friday night, like UTSA versus Wyoming. Oh, always. Yeah. And Thursday, too. Thursday when I was in college, there was no NFL game. Thursday when I was in college, it was Virginia Tech every week. I swear it was like Michael Vick and Corey Moore rushing off the edge every week. National TV. Let's get to Barry, who's in Santa Fe for his best and worst. What's up, Barry? Hey, Ross. Hey, Danette. Hey, Chatrow. Good morning from beautiful Green Bay, where yesterday I got to see my J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets at Lambeau Field beat up on the uh, Packers. It's a beautiful thing. Sauce Gardner. Walking off the field in a cheese head, sticking it to the uh, Green Bay fans. Baseball best of the weekend. Braves, dead. Dodgers, dead. Yankees, <laughs> next. <laughs> Suck it, Ralph Gar. Thank you, Barry. Who's Ralph Gar? Do I know who that is? There's a former White Sox outfielder or something. I'm sure he played for a few other teams. Why did he say, Suck it, Ralph Gar? I don't, I don't get it. Was that like a suck it back row thing? I don't know. He, uh, Ralph Gar, I have no idea who it is. Mario yeah, Ralph, Ralph Gar played for the Braves, the White Sox, and the Angels. He was a pretty good Brave for a couple years. But that's a weird name to say suck. Like yeah. he what must is, have something personally must have happened between Barry and Ralph Gar well, to say suck it, Ralph Gar. We'll look into it. I kind of want a Ralph Gar jersey now, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Gar. It always is interesting to me when your first name's longer than your last name. Isn't that like it, it's 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 like it doesn't look right. Like if your name was Tucker Ross, you would be like, "Oh, this drives me nuts." Yeah, one time I was making fun of somebody because I said <laughs> that their last name was like a first name, and they looked at me like, "Your name's Ross Tucker." Yeah, like there might be more Tuckers than there are Ross. I was like, "Oh, forget it, forget what I was talking about there." I knew a guy once. His name was Ed Eck. He had four letters in the entire name. I always found that nuts. E D E K. I think he was Dutch. Ed Eck. Yeah, four letters. And he didn't go by Edward. You might go Edward Eck. He went Ed Eck. It sounded like he was like choking on something. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a serial killer. Yeah. yeah. He, it's coin flip. Ed Eck. A two-letter last name is bold. Yeah. You'd think he would have added something on to it. Or do you go with Edward at that point? That's Edward right. Eck. You'd think he would. but It's he, like a bald guy with a beard. It's like you need something to like <laughs> focus on. <laughs> I want to be a cue ball. Eight seven seven three DP show is the number. The email is dp at danpatrick.com. Why are you guys all laughing? Because no, no, where does that even? Where? How do we get there? Sometimes you know what I mean. No idea. <laughs> Somebody could do a show on that. What was? What's that called? Like the etymology? The etymology of of topics on the Dan Patrick Show? Oh, how the is that the right word? The path. Yes. Yeah. I think etymology is the right word. Sounds smarter. Sounds good. We are. I want to welcome everybody watching on Peacock like Dan does, Fox Sports Radio, all the affiliates. Shout out, Chat Row. Hit us up on email, dp at danpatrick.com, rosstucker.com, at DP Show on Twitter. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Albert Breer, the MMQB.com. Is there trouble between Mac Jones and the Patriots? We'll find out that, as well as who the Panthers might trade to your team. When we come back, 18 minutes past the hour here on The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. We're almost halfway through the fastest moving show in the galaxy. I do a lot of shows. Nothing moves faster than when I'm in the big chair filling in for Dan Patrick. Ross Tucker again with you here on a Monday. Dan will be back tomorrow. You can always hit me up at Ross Tucker NFL on social media or check out any of my podcasts if you miss me. They're only 30 minutes or less. And one of my frequent guests is actually Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter and lead content strategist. Wow. That is an interesting title, at the MMQB. Here's what I'll tell you about Albert. I think he's the best out there. I I think he's the best NFL writer out there, period. And I know that that might sound – I read a lot. I read everything Albert writes because he's all over it. Check him out on social media, at Albert Breer. Albert, good morning. How are you? Hey, Ross. I'm a little tired. How about you? Yeah, well, you had to write your column last night. That's a nice that that's a nice hotel room. Tell me about your hotel room. Where are you? Yeah, this is the this is the residence inn near uh, where I do TV on Sunday night. And honestly, like the reason why people have asked me like, why do you stay in a hotel on Sunday night? And the reason why honestly is I can't afford to lose the hour commute the hour that I would driving home. So I do TV until about like twelve thirty a.m. and I write till somewhere between five and six thirty every more every Monday morning. And so losing that hour to going from TV back to my house would be, like, devastating. So, yeah, here I am at the hotel. So how many hours did you sleep? Three? Three is about right, yeah. I think to this morning, it was, like, maybe, like, 
6.45 to just before 10, so a little over 3. Wow. Love it. So we're, I had to get up for you, Ross. I had to get up for you. I appreciate it. We're getting your fresh thoughts. I'm glad I said how much I liked you and how good I think you are. Um, <laughs> at Albert Breer, of course, on social media. All right, I want to start with the Bucks and Packers. Mm-hmm. Which, which loss is more concerning? Which team are you more concerned about, Brady and the Bucks? Or Rodgers and the Packers, and why? I'm like I I feel like I, I feel like the Bucks are the right answer, right? Because like with the Packers, I do think that you look at the roster and you can say, okay, well, some of this is built in and some of this was planned, right? Like so, the Packers, you look at it, you say they're pacing some of their older guys back, like David Bakhtiari and, and Elton Jenkins. They didn't push those guys back on the field before they were ready. They sort of paced those guys back. Um, on defense, Jair Alexander still needs to get his feet underneath him. <clears throat> so, like, they – like, I feel like the Packers have a bunch of older players they were kind of working back onto the field, and then they're committing reps to younger players like Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. And part of the plan in replacing Devontae Adams was we're going to go all in on some younger guys and we're going to give them time to develop. So, at least with the Packers, you see a plan there where this isn't ideal by any means, don't get me wrong, but, like, you could see some of the bumps coming. Whereas with the Bucks, it feels like, are they getting old? Like, you know, and you look at the, the, the inactive list yesterday, right? Like, and look who's on the inactive list. You know, it, 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 it's guys like Julio Jones that where the question is how much he has left in the tank. And what's Leonard Fournette going to look like at the end of the year? They're really relying on him right now. And, oh, by the way, the offensive line isn't close to what it was a year ago. And you, you see um, Brady yelling at those guys in the sideline. Um, there's no Ali Marpet or Ryan Jensen or Alex Kappa out there. Um, I just look, look at the totality of the Bucks, And then you look at, like, where the Packers are. It's really easy to see where the Packers could fight through this and wind up being better for going through this. Is there a scenario there, Ross, where what the Bucs are going through is like for the betterment of the team? You know what I'm saying? That's my bigger question. Probably not. Um, it's funny, though, as you talk, I always get more questions. So uh, we didn't really ever talk about this. Is there anything Aaron Rodgers could have done to keep Devontae Adams? I guess as you're talking and you mentioned Devontae Adams replacing him in my head, Albert, if Tom Brady was the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, Devontae Adams would not have left. I don't care how much he likes Derek Carr or how yeah. close they are. Tom Brady would not have let him leave. Like Somehow that would have happened. Does yeah. it say something about Rodgers that he wasn't able to keep Devontae Adams on some level? You know, the weird thing about it is, is I, I can still remember when all that was happening. You talk to people around Rodgers and um, you talk to people at the Packers and everybody almost seemed resigned to it happening. You know what I mean? Like, and I know it hadn't been public and everything else, but like, you know, when you, when you started to kind of turn over some more rocks and you're always trying to figure out like when these big bombs go off, like how did this happen? How steady a thing this was and how like after Rogers was so upset about the team, not building for the, for, 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 for the now, you know, and how a whole part of, all the drama in 2021 was, I want you to build on my timeline. I want you to build the way that the Bucks are building for Brady, where you're not worried about what the roster looks like three years from now. Now, all of a sudden, you're totally okay. You know, with Devontae Adams going out the door, um, it just it felt like when it happened, it was such an inevitability. You know what I mean? Like, And so I think that that was the big thing. Like, I, I I don't know if there was anything that 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 Aaron could have done to stop it. Now, would it have happened if Brady was was there? I, it's it's hard to say, you know, because Brady lost guys over the years too, and you can remember how upset he was. You know, I can go all the way back to, you know, when when they when they when they let David Gibbons walk out the door, and then they trade Dion Branch. You know what I mean? Like, a good point. There are a ton of examples of that where Brady was upset when guys left. Um, you know, I for one reason or another. Like, Rogers seemed really at peace with this, and it seemed like an inevitability to everybody concerned, which, I mean, tells me that Devontae Adams had sort of been contemplating this for a while, wanting to go back to the West Coast and not just play with Derek Carr, but be closer to home, too. Is Brady, we're talking with Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist for the MMQB. Is Tom Brady on some level 
hurting his reputation or legacy a little bit. You know, he skips 11 days during training camp. And now he skips the walk through Saturday. He's at Kraft's wedding Friday night. You know, because I was up in New England parts of 05 and 06, Albert, people ask me about him all the time. And my whole thing is, like, he's a total psycho. He's all in. Like, he's he's all in. He's not all in, Albert. Like, this is the first year I can ever remember where he's not all in. And he's kind of hurting. He's hurting my argument that he's successful because he's all in because he's not all in this year. Well, let me ask you this. I'm going to turn this around on you then, Ross. Like, you know, he was the guy who, like, I remember Rodney Harrison always telling that story. Like, Rodney would walk into the locker room or into the weight room at 530 in the morning, and Brady would be in there and say good afternoon to him. You know what I mean? Like, those are always the stories you heard about Brady when he was younger. And I think Brady always had this sort of, this this equity, um, you know, in whatever team he was on with the amount of work he was putting in where he could get after whoever he wanted to get after because they knew this guy's putting in more than me. Right. You know? Well, and really, and really, Albert, what I always tell people is I think the biggest reason for his success is the other guys don't want to let him down. Right. Because so, you know how important it is to him and how much time he puts in. You don't want to be the one that screws it up for him. So let me ask you this. If you're one of those linemen sitting on that bench yesterday – is it in the back of your head? This guy wasn't at the walkthrough yesterday. A little bit, yeah. I mean, you're, <laughs> you know not, I mean? You're, not, you're not thinking about that in the moment. And it's but... not like this. And it's not, and, and and Ross, it's not like that's the thing about it. Is like it's not this guy wasn't the walkthrough because there's some important family matter. This guy was at a party in New York City on Friday night, and he couldn't be bothered to get back here for that. It was actually you a know? surprise wedding. It was not a party. It was a surprise wedding. Yeah, and I, and I know what you're saying, but like, were you there? Were you, you invited? You know, you know, huh? Were you invited? I, I, were you there? I got my invite got lost in the mail. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, but that's the thing is like, I, I don't you feel like even if like five years ago, even if five years ago, Tom Brady decided I have to go to this thing on Friday night with Robert Kraft, right? Don't you think he would have made the arrangement to get to the walkthrough? Of course. Like on Saturday morning. And of I don't course. know what time that walkthrough, but it's not at 7 a.m. You know what I mean? Like, no, you, yeah. get, you get there by 8 a.m. He he could have flown back that night. He flies private. He flies private, yeah. He could have gotten He right made a conscious plane. decision to not go back. He easily right. could have gone back. I don't know. Maybe his family's in New York and he wanted to spend an extra day with them. I, I don't know what yeah. his deal is. I mean, I mean, but that's the thing. That That's the thing to me is like I – it's just now it's getting to the point where and, and look a big part of this like part of the reason why he's on the East Coast um, and I don't know how many people know this but part of the reason he's on the East Coast and went to the Bucks not the Chargers uh, two years ago was because his son Jack lives in New York and he wanted to be able to go back and forth and sometimes on off days he'll go see his son Jack in New York which is incredibly important and it's great that he's doing that to me like that's in a different category than going to like a party on a Friday night. You know what I mean? Like, and going to a social event on a Friday night and not making it back for the Saturday walkthrough. So I do wonder about some of those things. And you don't want to delve into, you know, somebody's personal life and everything else. But I just know this, like, this is a guy who, like, generally wouldn't miss anything. And now we've started to see, like, this string of things that have happened. And then the way he's talking is different, too. Like, if you listen to, like, he would never really talk about the end in finite time, finite terms, you know? Like now he's doing it. You know what I mean? Like now he's now he's actually talking about the end. And so it's just you sort of it's like that old saying where what is it, Ross? Like if a player's talking about retirement, he sort of already is retired. Well, that's what Parcells always said. You know, I didn't even right. get a chance to watch the video, Albert, because I was doing stuff yesterday and watching games, but I saw where you said things have gone sideways a little bit between Mac Jones and the Patriots. Explain. Yeah, so, I, you know, I, I think a big part of this is who Mac is, right? Mac is a big why guy. Like, he wants to know why you're doing something. Why are we running this? Why am I being coached this why, way? Why is this person being hired? Why are you handling my injury this way? And New England's never been a big why place, <laughs> as I think you know, right? Yes. I don't know that Bill's ever been big on giving everybody a full explanation for why he's doing they intentionally do not they don't want <laughs> right. they don't want you to know why they're doing what they do because then you'll tell other people and they look at it as a competitive advantage that you don't know why they're doing what they're doing right so like i think like you know mac had a great rookie year and he, had, he was really close with josh mcdaniels and obviously josh got a lot out of him and i think mac had a ton of respect for the job that matt the, the mac had a ton of respect for the job that josh did in developing him 
So this is obviously all very important to him the way it is to any quarterback. And he knows how important the year one to year two transition is, how much growth there can be. And so I think a big part of it for him was, wait a second, why are you hiring a defensive defensive coach as my offensive coordinator? Why are you hiring a special teams coach as my quarterback's coach? Wait, why are we running a different offense now? Why are we doing things differently? I had a lot of success last year. Why aren't we building on what we did last year? Why, 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 right? And I, I don't think this isn't a knock on Mac. This is that generation, right? Like this is that generation where they always act, ask why. Most players who go into New England don't have the collateral to ask those questions, right? You're just trying to make it. Mac's a first-round pick. Mac played at Alabama. Mac was this way at Alabama with Nick Saban. So, like, I think coming out of his rookie year, there was, I think with all the change and everything else in New England, there was some natural friction there. And so that was the background. And then there was disagreement over the handling of his injury and whether or not he should get surgery. And so I think that that's In, in what way? He thought he should? They thought he shouldn't or vice versa? No, vice versa. They wanted him to get the tightrope. Then this is initially after he first got hurt uh, with a high ankle sprain. It was thought to be a pretty severe high ankle sprain. And what the tightrope surgery does, it doesn't really, it doesn't really fix your injury. It, it accelerates your recovery. And it makes it so you can get back on the field faster. And Max saw Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungabaloa in his, in his position room at Alabama go through that surgery. Now, when Tua got it the second time, Tua got it twice, he came back and t- dislocated his hip. So he's seen, like, he's seen guys go through this. He's seen the good and the bad of it. And he thought, I'm going to be better off just rehabbing the injury. And there was some level of disagreement there. Now, because the high ankle sprain didn't wind up being quite as severe as, as, um, as initially thought, it wound up being less of an issue because now he's probably going to be able to get back within the time frame that the surgery would have put him back on the field. But there was some level of disagreement on that too. And I think that's to me like the backdrop for the Bailey Zappi thing and why Bill Belichick refuses to say, Max getting his job back. You notice that? Like how many times yeah. he's been asked that? Like he refuses to say Max getting his job back. I think Max getting his job back. I think that there's a little bit of a a lesson being taught here where it's, look, we're putting a fourth round rookie from Western Kentucky out there. Look what happens when he does what we tell him to. And I think to their credit, Mac, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are doing a pretty good job with the guy, you know, having the guy ready to go and playing this way. So I think that there's a, a little bit of a, I'd say, I'd say a lesson being learned here. You know what I mean? Or a lesson being taught here where I think the, the Patriots would like Mac to take something from all of this. And we'll see which way this pushes the relationship between Mac and the Patriots, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Two, two quick ones. Panthers, how many guys are they trading the next couple of weeks? I don't think it's going to be a fire sale. I think one of the things that's unique about the Panthers situation is a lot of their guys would be good that they have now, and you can look at the roster, would actually be good building blocks for whoever the next coach is. Like like a lot of their best players, like Brian Burns. So the two guys they've gotten the most calls on are Brian Burns and DJ Moore, the pass rusher and the receiver. Burns is 24 years old. He's going into a contract year, but they, or he's in a contract year, but they will they can franchise him after the year why would you give up a 24-year-old pass rusher, right? Unless you're getting something phenomenal in return. DJ Moore, same thing. I think he's 25. He's on a pretty team-friendly contract now. They just signed him to an extension. So why would you get rid of a number one receiver on a a team-friendly contract with term left? The guys who are younger than that are on rookie contracts. Hickey Kwanu, J.C. Horn, Derek Brown, those guys are on rookie contracts. So there's no reason to trade, to trade those guys. You have really good players on cheap, cheap, cheap deals for the next few years. And so I think a lot of the guys that they're getting calls on are guys that would be good for the next coach to have and might help you lure the next coach, might make your job attractive to the next coach. So I think that the number of guys that they'd really be motivated to look at moving um, is pretty limited. And it'd be a Robbie Anderson who, I mean, maybe they're going to put, probably put him out on the corner like a like a couch in college after what happened yesterday. And um, and then, I mean, I mean, the other one would be Christian McCaffrey, who's interesting because 
he's like, like he is the type of guy you would move if you were that franchise because he's an aging running back. And how much is he going to have left when the next coach is ready to win and all of that? But he's the face of the franchise. And, and how much are people really people? willing to give up for him too? Is a whole other question. Yeah. I don't think. I don't. I think mean, that's that the much. thing is. That's the thing is, Ross is like, if somebody throws you like a third round pick or a fourth, is that worth it? Or would you rather give Steve Wilkes a chance to win with Christian McCaffrey? You know what I mean? Like, I think it's a fair question to ask. Thank you, Albert. Check him out on social media at Albert Breer. Make sure you check out his column. He just slept three hours so that you could have an awesome column and he could come on the show. Thank you, man. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Ross. You know, there's one question I didn't get to ask, Albert, that I'm going to ask all of you guys. I'm talking about the Danettes and maybe you guys, the callers. When we come back, 43 minutes past the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Covino and Rich Davis. And together we are Covino and Rich. Covino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Covino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To to start listening.
M-Drive are supplements for driven guys that support healthy testosterone and the drive to get things done. Try M-Drive for $5. Text Dan to 55000 55000. Feel good, accomplish more. Text Dan to 55000. Get your first order for $5. Message and data rates may apply. All right, here's the question. By the way, we got Rick Neuheisel. Awesome job as a college football analyst for CBS. He's going to join us at the top of the final hour which is next hour, by the way, it goes pretty fast, to talk primarily Tennessee, Alabama, but just talk college football in general because they obviously covered the game. He was in the studio the whole time that game was going on. But the question I wanted to ask you guys, I didn't get a chance to ask Albert Breer, which New York team are you buying more? I don't know if that's a short-term Or a long-term question? I haven't decided yet, which makes it really hard for you guys to answer. (laughs) But if I said to you guys, Jets or Giants, you can only pick one, which team and why? Marvin? I'm going to go Jets because I think they have better young talent. Is Marvin a Jets fan? Are you a Jets fan, Marvin? I'm not. I like the 49ers. Okay. I think the Jets are terrible for the most part. But you're going Jets because they have better young talent. Seaton? For some reason, preseason, I had Daniel Jones as my comeback player of the year. And I'm riding with him. What, now, would, what, what would be the, what would be the like, if you're, if you're Daniel Jones, at the end of an interview, what would you say instead of let's ride? We are Giants. Like, you're the New York Giants. What, what do you say at the end of your interview? I'm here to do your taxes for you. He looks like an accountant. He looks like he's in a J. Crew catalog. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he looks like he was the guy cover like one of the kids on the goalpost in Tennessee. Uh, Fritzy, I have the opposite feeling, I guess, of Seton. I'm going with the Jets because I believe more in Zach Wilson in overtime in the near future over what Daniel Jones will bring to the Giants moving forward. That's interesting, Paulie. It's a tough one. I I think the Giants are going to have a tough time. You know, Eagles, Cowboys. It seems like the Jets may have an opportunity with Tua being out and the Dolphins being lesser than what we thought. And the Patriots, they're better. It Daniel Jones seems to be improving quite a bit with this new coach. Well, and if we're talking this year, this I year, think I'm it's talking the this Giants. Year. AFC's rough to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I would go with the Giants this year. Daniel yeah. Jones seems to be avoiding turning it over a little bit more. The Giants are 5-1. and one. I would go Giants for this year. I'd go Jets long-term, I think. Both the Giants and Jets have outscored their opponents by two touchdowns this season. Yet their record is what their record yep. is. Are the Titans getting a new stadium? Is that what you just texted me? Yeah, uh, there's an announcement. Uh, Nashville mayor reaches deal for a new domed stadium. No. About time that, time, that town gets some uh, building going on, start building some buildings. No, domed? Well, here's the details behind it. Why do we need a dome in Nashville? It's a great weather town. Um, the re- they don't... I despise domes unless I'm working the sideline and it's bad weather out for Westwood One. Football is supposed to be outdoors. Nashville is usually beautiful. I'm not even letting you talk. I just you keep wanting to give me like this particulars, and I just keep cutting you off. I'm with you. It doesn't even say whether it's retractable. About, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. If it was retractable, that'd be better. Like dome or retract does not clarify whether it's a dome, pure dome, or retractable. But some of the details behind it: um, the stadium cost will be 2.2 billion, upwards of 500 million from the city, 800 from the team. Et cetera, Let me ask something. Everything you just said. In all sincerity, do you think anybody listening or watching cares? Well, I, I'm just being honest. The 2.2 billion, the 500 million. No, I don't think people care about that. But I think the setup for this is: in five years, you're going to have a Super Bowl in Nashville, and you're going to have a national title game in Nashville because it's becoming the Vegas of the East. Mm-hmm. It's becoming a tourist destination into itself. People go on bachelor parties. Everyone oh, goes yeah. to Nashville. Oh yeah, and it's it's kind of it may take over a little bit for Atlanta and Nashville is amazing. So the idea behind the Dome Stadium is to overtake Atlanta as like the place to have events in the Southeast. Yes, you cannot get a Super Bowl if you don't have a dome or retractable. You cannot do a college football playoff game or a national. T- Except uh, they had the Super Bowl in, in New York one time at MetLife Stadium, and by twenty four hours it would have been a disaster. That is really interesting. There's something weird about 
Tennessee, Nashville having a dome. You can take your boat up the river to the stadium. Something very unnatural about taking your boat up the river to go inside a dome. That is not what God intended. Two hours down, one to go. Rick Neuheisel next. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.